You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. Today, I am very excited to be joined by Whitney Bell, who began her career in CPG, working for over 10 years in a variety of marketing and sales roles at Kraft and Unilever. During this time, Whitney managed the Dove and Axe brands. She then joined Lyft in 2018 as an early team member for the company's launch into Canada and was promoted to the head of marketing for Canada and International, focused on defining the go-to-market strategy for new markets. Recently in 2021, Whitney joined one of the fastest growing Canadian companies, Clutch, as its VP of marketing. In this role, she is responsible for building out the marketing team, driving growth, and establishing Clutch as a Canadian household brand name. Throughout her career, Whitney has had a number of her campaigns featured in Strategy Magazine and the Huffington Post. Whitney, welcome to Marketing News Canada. I'm so glad and excited to chat with you. Really, really happy that you've been able to make time to to join me. You know, thanks, Daryl. I'm really excited to be here. So thank you so much for having me. Amazing. Well, that was quite the bio and uh, so many accomplishments there. I think our audience would really like to understand, and myself, how did you get into marketing? What was that? How did you steer yourself down that path? What's your origin story? I think my origin story goes back, I would have to say, to high school. So I took an economics class in grade 11. And as part of the class, we did junior venture or a junior achievement, sorry, program. Yeah. And as part of this, I, are you familiar with it? No. With junior achievement? Okay. So, so as part of it, it was really great. You got to do your own business pitch on like a potential business you'd be interested in starting. And then you also worked on, on a team business. So as part of my business pitch, I had to write a business proposal and it was about upcycling like vintage clothing. I forget what the name of it was, but I'm pretty sure at my parents' house somewhere, I still have this business plan. And that was really my first foray into, into business. And then from the team side, we started a company. It was a candle making company. And I led the, the marketing function. I was the marketing lead. I think there were like six of us. And um, it was called wow. Wicket Candles. <laughs> yeah. I hope you trademarked um, that. Yeah, I should. I should have. And so I think just going through that program, I I was really interested in business and how mm-hmm. it worked. And, and I learned actually quite a bit. So then when I was thinking about university and beyond and, and what type of program I wanted to go into, I definitely steered more in that direction. So I ended up at Queen's taking the commerce program. Mm-hmm. And while it was quite a general program, I was taking all different types of courses. I definitely started feeling like I was more drawn towards the marketing and the, and the sales courses. And then I think post-university, starting to figure out, you know, what kind of career did I want to go in? What was I interested in? It was, again, those sales and marketing types of roles that mm-hmm. I started interviewing for, the companies I was looking at. and. I actually began my career, my very first job at a university. I was a sales rep with Kraft, which was, I learned so much in that role. I, I'm from Halifax originally, and I nice. moved to Toronto. On my very first day, they like gave me a company card, and, and, and I was literally going like grocery store to grocery store and selling and talking to grocery store managers. I think I got into a car accident on my first day. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to get, I'm going to be fired before I've even started. That was such a great role. And I think actually starting in sales helped later on in my career when I switched to marketing. Mm-hmm. So after about two years at Kraft, 
they went through an acquisition of Cadbury at the time. And I was sort of thinking about making a move into more of the marketing industry. So a, a former classmate of mine mentioned that Unilever had some openings and I switched in, I think that was back in 20, 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I, I was at Unilever for the, for the next eight years of my career. So I really grew up at that company. I started out in a trade marketing role. So kind of an interesting hybrid role between sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, I went back and did my, my MBA, which the company sponsored. So I continued to work while I was doing it. And it was really then that it solidified that my, my real passion was marketing. And I think Unilever is really known for being a marketing company. So part of me, like being at that company was like, I want to be, you know, in that function. And it seemed really exciting. So then I had the opportunity to almost do like a lateral shift within the company from sales to marketing. And I really worked my way up from there. So I started my very first brand job was as an assistant brand manager on Dove Body Wash, which I will always forever (laughs) use Dove Body Wash. And then um, I moved on to some different Dove portfolios and uh, eventually became a senior brand manager on the Axe business, which... As you can imagine, the Axe brand is is quite different than the Dove brand, but I learned so much working on those two different brands and not Mm -hmm. just about brand itself, but I really felt like you were almost like a general manager of that brand. So you owned really everything on on the P&L. And then from there, I had this amazing opportunity to work at Lyft when it launched into Canada. So, you know, someone reached out, said Lyft is going to, is going to launch with something you'd be interested in. And so while it was a really difficult decision leaving Unilever because I love the company, I felt like I was looking for something a little bit more fast paced and where I could Mm -hmm. really own a lot of my work. So, you know, at at Unilever, you work with a lot of global teams and then for Canada, there's a lot of adaptations. And so you don't necessarily always get to put a lot of your own work out into the world. Um, And so I just jumped at the opportunity to, to try this and to move more into the tech space and see how it worked. And and I loved it. And I loved the the pace of it. Um, yeah. And just getting to own my projects, build the team from scratch and to help launch across the country. And then um, I, I was at Lyft for three and a half years. My last few months there were obviously an interesting time because it was when COVID first hit. And then during that time, I also found out I was pregnant. So it was a little bit of a, a crazy time. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was very, very, uh, a lot going on at that time. And then I think while I was on maternity leave, I had some really candid conversations with my manager at the time about what I'd be coming back to. Obviously, a lot of the projects I was working on had pivoted or were going to be put on, on pause just as the company sort of saw, you know, what came out of COVID. Um, and then during that time, I met Dan Park, who is the CEO of Clutch. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny, he he was formerly the, the GM of Uber Eats. So we, we kind of knew some people oh, in, the wow. same, in the same circle. Um, and he explained to me what Clutch was. You know, it's this um, early stage like tech company born out of Canada. And they needed someone to come in and build the marketing team, literally b- build the brand from scratch. Awareness is very low. And I just felt that, like, again, it was an opportunity I just couldn't pass up. Like, mm-hmm. there's not that many B2C companies in Canada doing what they're doing. And so, yeah, I took the leap. And I've been now at Clutch for almost, I think, 10 months now, which seems wild. 
Thank you so much for sharing your your path. I have a couple questions that have come from that actually. So, well, first, this is really an observation: is is hearing the path from um, starting from Lyft going into now Clutch. It sounds like honestly, the last ten years of your life or longer has been about shaping the right person for the right role, which is you found at Clutch today. Like, so one of my questions is, you know, what, what was an important lesson from your early sales focused roles being in those roles? What do you still utilize today from a lesson, you know, in those sales role shifted now into purely marketing? Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest lesson that I still use all the time is questioning, like, what is the best experience for the customer and like what benefits them the most? So even when it was my early days as a sales rep and thinking through what a display might look like in the store or what products people could access, it was always thinking like, what would be the best experience if you were a customer and you are here shopping? And Absolutely. And, and I use that still, I think, all the time thinking through, are we providing the best customer experience? Are we reaching our customers at the right point with the right messaging? So yeah, I think that's something that I continue throughout my entire career to use all the time. Thank you. Um... And another question that comes from that too is it seems like you also have been building marketing teams for a while. And that really resonates with me. And I was wondering what is something you could share with our listeners that is a skill set or something you've realized about yourself that has contributed to you being successful in, in building marketing teams? Because creative and strategy and you know, you and I can probably go on this for a while, you know, it's it's hard to make the connection and bridge the gap. Yeah, absolutely. I I think the biggest lesson I've learned with building teams, and I love building teams, that's yeah. one of my strongest passions in in my previous roles, has been to, and, and someone gave me this advice at some point, I can't remember who it was, but it was to hire people who are smarter than you. Yeah. And they, they know more than you about that. So honestly, even joining Clutch, I am now leading the creative team and our brand team and our growth and performance team. Growth and performance historically isn't an area I had as much expertise in. So it was really important to me to find like a director of growth who I could learn from and who could teach me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, same with our, our director of brand. She's she's amazing. I learn from her all the time. And I think one, they helped me think through how should the team work together? Like how can we be as collaborative as possible? But mm-hmm. I'm constantly learning from them as well, like about new trends, new programs and things we should be testing and learning. I definitely respect that and take the same strategy as well. <laughs> um, I'd love to hear about um, you know your current role right now at, at Clutch, and maybe if you can give a little bit of insight to our listeners and myself. You know, what is Clutch's mission? What are you guys wanting to do, and what do you want the community across Canada to kind of know about the brand that you're heading up now in terms of marketing? Absolutely. So Clutch. Our mission is to provide the best car buying and selling experience in Canada. So up until now, a car is really someone's second biggest purchase in their life. Sometimes their first, like if if they don't purchase a house. Uh, And until now, there's really been two options specifically Mm -hmm. to, to use cars. Either you can spend hours and hours on your weekends going to dealership, haggling Mm -hmm. with salespeople. It's not the most transparent process. Or you can go meet a stranger in a parking lot. It's potentially like unsafe, can feel quite sketchy. So enter Clutch, um, which is really modernizing the used car buying experience. So mm-hmm. up until now, there's not really been any disruptor in Canada 
to challenge this like antiquated industry. So Clutch is a 100% online car buying and selling experience. So um, sometimes I compare it to like the Amazon of cars. You can go online, browse our large inventory. You can do your financing, purchase your insurance, your warranty, and then have your car delivered right to your door. So it's, it's almost some people say it's as easy as buying a pizza. Um, and then we also offer peace of mind. So, you know, it is a big purchase. And I think people get worried about, okay, well, what if, what if like I don't fit in the car or there's something I don't love about it? Well, we offer a 10-day money-back guarantee. Mm. So you have 10 days to test own the car, make sure it fits your lifestyle. And then if for any reason you're not satisfied, we'll come pick it up for free, like no questions asked. That's amazing. Amazon for cars sounds dangerous considering my Amazon purchasing habits. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so that's really awesome in terms of a service and a and a need for consumers that you guys have identified. In terms of talking about it and and your role in terms of the VP of marketing, like what do you feel is kind of your strongest pull? I know you just gave me a whole bunch of market differentiators, but what do you think is the strongest pull? What what have you seen the audience really resonate with that that you talk to and that you market to? Yeah, we one part I love about the job is we call them our field specialists. They're the team that deliver the cars to the customers Mm -hmm. and they take pictures and write stories about every single delivery, which I'm sure, you know, as we we continue to scale, like maybe that won't be possible one day. I hope it always is because it's so rewarding and eye opening to read these different stories about people who some of these problems that I mentioned, like, it's females who don't feel comfortable in dealerships like haggling. Um, yeah. They often feel like unless they have like a male companion, they're they're sort of judged. Mm-hmm. So I think the need is just there's such a strong product market fit where no one's tried to disrupt or change this industry in like a transparent, trustworthy way. And so from a marketing perspective, that that is my biggest job to just, you know, well, one, it's to actually get people to know Clutch. So building our brand awareness is by far my number one job. Mm-hmm. But two is to tell these stories, talk about our customer testimonials, our amazing Google review ratings, and just to show people that there's like a better, more transparent, easier way to do this. I'm honestly a little bit scared for myself and our listeners who are going to go now buy a car off clutch <laughs> in a good way, scared in a good way. Yeah. Meaning, yeah. meaning the, the funds are going to be spent. Well, that's really exciting. I definitely can understand the need. I'm sure that there's no shortage of stories just from our listeners alone. And when they're th- listening to us talk right now of their first car purchase, or uh, for those who haven't made their first car purchase, things that have held them back that you guys are directly addressing. One more question from me, about clutch right now, which is coming up, you know, there's been a lot of unpredicted times over the last couple of years, but what's something that you're really excited about going into the remainder of, of 2022 here and into 2023? What are you excited about in terms of the projects you're working on? Yeah, there's so much exciting stuff on the go this year. I think uh, probably two things I'm really proud of are one, we announced an official partnership with the NHL this year. Nice. So we're now their official, thank you, online um, used car retailer. And that was really, to take it back, my number one goal this year was to build brand awareness. When I started at Clutch, um, did some market research. Um, and I just want to, so, sorry, yeah. sorry to cut you off, but I just want to share <laughs> with our listeners right now what's happening. This is really funny. Don't worry about it. Is uh, Whitney's in a high rise in Toronto, right? 
And, yes, and yes, right yes. now, uh, there's a window cleaner who has just lowered himself behind Whitney. And uh, the little banging is what you're going to hear to our audience. So, so sorry about that. I think this is honestly one of the most funniest moments I've, I've actually had on the recording. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry about that. That threw me off a little bit. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> no, oh, wow. He's fast. He's God. He's dead. Um, sorry. Sorry to cut you off there. You're just telling yeah. me about the, the NHL partnership. Yeah, yeah. So um, building brand awareness is really our number one priority or job to be done this year. Yeah. And so th- that's where the NHL partnership really came in, where there's not many properties in Canada like the NHL, where you can get so many eyeballs across the country of fans of in every single province. Um, yeah. So that's one. And then I think another one's just our, our brand campaign. So we launched that back in March of this year. And we will be having sort of our second iteration of uh, in Q3 that will be launching across multiple channels. So, yeah, those two things I'm, I'm excited about that we've been working on. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. That's amazing. Two thoughts. One is that, you know, having a car, I grew up playing hockey as well. Having a car and that memory of driving to the the rinks you have to play those horrible early morning practices at like i think that that's something that will definitely resonate just as a natural result of your partnership with that with the nhl is is people thinking about parents and kids thinking about you know what car did they carry all that stinky hockey equipment going to to hockey practice in and then the second um was around this brand campaign you said the second iteration is coming out very shortly what was that core messaging of the first iteration of this brand campaign or i guess phase one yeah, so it's called um it's a little cheeky. It's nice. called Love It. Deflate the dealership is uh kind of what we've been calling it. Oh. And yeah, so um if anyone wants to check it out, it's on our YouTube channel. Yeah, but definitely. It's essentially the moment it really the key message is that 
there's a better way than having to go to a dealership. And so we actually ran a study earlier this year and the key insight coming out of that, which then kind of spoke to this campaign was that 76% of Canadians surveyed said that they would prefer not to go to a dealership Mm -hmm. in order to purchase a car. So I think that's where, you know, our minds started going to, okay, like what could we do better? So yeah, it's a little bit cheeky. It has those iconic, wacky, inflatable tube men who are are kind of deflating. And then as you usher in this like new modern area of purchasing a car. That's awesome. I just want to go on record here saying that the inflatable tube men is one of the rare things I do like about car dealerships. (laughs) They're like the, they're like the funniest part. Yeah, it was actually really funny when we were filming the spot. And we we still have them um, actually in our office today. And we're like, we don't know what to do with these guys, but they're so funny when you look at them. Maybe you need to have like a, a digitized version of it that like inflates with every car purchase or something so that it's like a landing page <laughs> or something people can go to. This question kind of came up earlier. I didn't find the right time to ask, but what was your first car? It's so funny, me and... Um, uh, the CEO, Dan Park of our company, we we had this conversation because we were like, there's so much emotion around your first car. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, everyone can tell their different story and there's so much emotions around it. So Kim and I, we were laughing because we essentially had the same first car. And I was like a beige Toyota Corolla. <laughs> it was actually, it was, it was my mom's that I was allowed to use. I had two sisters. And so like, we didn't each have our own car. We kind of had like our family car. Yeah. And then we had also a, I think it was a Dodge caravan like a minivan because we were like the quintessential soccer family we all grew up playing soccer oh nice every weekend it was like catering like getting us around everywhere so yeah those were our our two cars a beige toyota camry what year do you know what year oh gosh i don't was it was it automatic yes it was yeah awesome at some point, I must have driven one of those, and I'm sure some of our listeners <laughs> have as well. Um, well, thank you for all that insight about Clutch and what you're working on with marketing. I'd love to pivot a little bit away from that and, and talk about uh, you and your, your experience a little bit more here. What, in terms of uh, when you're thinking about how marketing has evolved while you have worked specifically in marketing roles, what has changed the most in terms of expectation of those being marketed to and how have you kind of adjusted to speak to them and and work with them in the way that they want to? What has changed the most in terms of people's expectations when it comes to marketing? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. I would say the biggest shift I've seen is customers and people really holding brands accountable Mm -hmm. to walk the talk. And so it's one thing to say you are... A, B, and C, but mm-hmm. then to actually show it through your actions and your mission and and how you show up. So even when I was at Unilever, a framework that they used there, which you know I still look at today, it was called the art framework. So A was you have to be authentic. Like so everything you do has to feel authentic to your brand. Two has to be relevant. So you know what you're saying, it has to make people like stop and think about it. Mm-hmm. And then the last part was T was talkability. So, you know, why is it worth someone's time where we live in such a busy world and people's attention spans are shorter? So it was really those three factors that I've always taken with me and like have evolved through the years, but those have really remained consistent. And then overall, like tactically, just what I've seen in my almost like 15 years of marketing is just the rise of obviously like digital marketing. So when I was at Unilever, it was much more traditional, a big Mm -hmm. focus on TV and out of home. And while I think there's absolutely still time and place for those, 
um, just this like growth and performance marketing has grown so much. So that's an area that last, I'd say five years, I've been really diving into more. And I think brands that do it really well are able to have a holistic approach where there's that balance between the Mm -hmm. brand side and the growth side. And even when I was at Lyft, they did a really good job of that. So um, yeah, I think overall, you just have to remain authentic to your brand and, you know, customers' expectations. There's way more, I feel like, transparency and ability for customers to dive into things. So brands definitely have to be really buttoned up. and, And like I said, like walk the talk. If you uh, if you were to look back over the last fifteen years while you've worked in marketing, what's a brand that has really pivoted well that has you know walked the talk and that you respect? Yeah, one I look to a lot for inspiration is Airbnb. So I listen to a lot of like Brian Chesky's podcasts when I'm thinking through different problems. Like earlier this year, I was thinking through you know how best can my team work with the product team. So it's sort of like always kind of go back to Airbnb. Like, how did they do it at the beginning? And, you know, they, especially during COVID, they had to pivot so much. Mm -hmm. And I think the way they've come out of it is even stronger than before. So from, you know, a customer experience side, these new like experiences is amazing. Just even the way if you go to their website now, the, the product itself is great. But then I think they also walk the talk by, you know, during this whole, the crisis in Ukraine, they're providing housing for refugees. Yeah, that was incredible. Incredible. But also like further to that than just literally providing housing, they're then letting people use their platform as a as a means to support families there, which I thought was also incredible. And I I feel like they really truly, like I said, like walk the talk and yeah, so they're on those two sides. Like they provide a great customer experience and then they also are really great at supporting their community and doing those more like local initiatives. I'll have to do a little bit. I didn't even know about that last one. So I'll need to check that out. Yeah, it was kind of neat. You could essentially book an Airbnb in like Kiev that obviously like you during, you know, this time so it's like you're not now going to go stay there, but that money would then still go to, to the that, person. To the like, host. To support yeah. And I, yeah. I had an cre- incredible experience with it where I supported a woman and she messaged me back and she was living in a subway station with her cats. And then we sort of developed a bit of a relationship and it was, it was almost wow. felt surreal talking to her while she was literally there, like experiencing this, but also an incredible experience. It is, it is surreal on both sides. Like I can't imagine her, right? Like she's, yeah. she's talking to you and you're who you are and that type of connection yeah. would never exist. Yeah, I mean that's that is incredible that Airbnb was able to to pivot that way, and even this experience you're describing right now. I wonder how many of those they've collected and been able to talk the story of. Because I'm like getting goosebumps listening to that. That's crazy. In terms of what's next for you, in terms of building your team, right? We're going into Q3 here. What are you hoping to develop and grow and foster in your department going into the remainder of the year outside of the exciting partnerships you told me about and, and yeah, everything outside of that? So my team is still, you know, relatively new. Um, most of us joined in Q4 of 2021 or, or Q1 of 2022. So I think the first half of the year was really around learning, experimenting, getting to know one another and really like forming as a team itself. So I'm now excited for H2, for Q3, Q4 to focus then on taking all those learnings and executing on them, optimizing, becoming more efficient as a team. And also just, I think now we've we've molded better as a team, um, 
So just getting those efficiencies of people feeling more comfortable, they can be more transparent with each other. Um, and now we just know each other's personalities more. So I think we'll just be like a more cohesive unit. Easier said than done, but it sounds like you're extremely focused. So that that is definitely something that uh, I'll be happy to to hear and see the results of. Um, I'd love to switch gears into our rapid fire questions round, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. Okay, so there's no wrong answers. You can answer <laughs> single word answers. You can give me 10 minute long answers. It's all up to you. But this is a great way for our audience to kind of get to know you a little bit kind of off the cuff, which I always enjoy. So why don't I start with this one? What was your first job under under the table can can count? My first job was as a barista at this coffee shop called it's still there today in Halifax. It's called Cabin Coffee. My friend's mom owned it. So we we all worked there in high school and I loved that job. And I often say if I could do something else, I would become a barista again. <laughs> That's awesome. Are you uh, are you a night owl or an early bird? Definitely an early bird. Also, um, I think furthered by the fact that I have an 18-month-old son. So Congratulations. whether or not I want to be an early bird, I, I am. That's been decided for you. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, okay, I'm not sure if you answered this already with Wicket, but what was the first first thing you marketed? Yeah, I think it would be it was? Wicked Candles. Was that's amazing. You got to check to see if you can still get that URL. I think that's great. <laughs> okay, this one, I think you also answered with the Airbnb, which is what is the last charity or cause you supported financially or with your time and why? Yeah, definitely Airbnb or another one really near and dear to my heart um, is Motion Ball. Oh, tell me about that. Yeah, so Motion Ball, um, it, it's in support of Special Olympics. So it's an amazing organization that plans different types of events, mainly for, um, you know, young adults, like young professionals. So they do something called Marathon of Sport, which Mm. is a day where people get together. They play about eight different types of sports during the day. And then they have like a special Olympian on their team. My my creative director went to this last weekend. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Oh, amazing. Last weekend. So that's one even, yeah, from the time I think I was, in junior high, I've always volunteered um, with Special Olympics and then still try to stay involved with Motion Ball. That's awesome. I know you probably have a few, but what are some podcasts you can recommend to our to our listeners? Yeah, um, I listen to such a variety of everything from business to true crime and everything in between. But right now, my favorite podcast is Smartless. Have, have you heard oh, of it? I literally listened to the uh, to Chris Pratt episode walking to work today. I, I mean, I just, I just finished listening to it. And oh, we should just talk about that. Comedy. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm obsessed. Anyone that talks to me in the office, I'm always like, you have to listen to Smartless. Yes. But yeah, so for those of you who don't know, it's Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes. They're actually best friends in real life. And they get different, you know, celebrities and iconic figures from like astronauts and politicians like on their show. And they're so funny. I, I love listening to that. It's like the po- only podcast I've laughed out loud in real life to consistently. Like it's it's just, oh, yeah. it's so funny listening to them rip into each other as best friends. I think that that's, yeah. that's like the one part I really enjoy. I think that's yeah, why, it, why it's so great. Um, and then from a marketing or like business perspective, I love how I built this. I love listening to entrepreneurs and how they started their companies and then I'm a big fan also of Adam Grant's um, work life. I get lots of good lessons, I feel like, from listening to that podcast. Thanks for the recommendations. What is 
an app on your phone you cannot live without. You cannot say clutch. You cannot say anything <laughs> that you do for work. Okay, I have two. Okay. And one, <laughs> they probably sound weird, but the first is the weather app. I am like obsessed <laughs> with checking the weather and knowing what it's going to be. Never heard that before. That's great. No. So yeah, I check it every morning. Um, Wait, and then I specifically, have- sorry, sorry, I need to clarify here. Specifically, which weather app? So I toggle between oh my goodness. the iPhone one and I use um, Weather Network Canada. Why stop so there? Two. Why not get yeah. a couple more? And I was like, I should have another one, but <laughs> I never believe one. So I need two trusty sources. <laughs> and sorry, the second then, one? I, I don't know if this counts as not. I mean, it is not, but the camera. Absolutely, I it counts. Love, okay. I just love taking photos so much. I'm one of those people that still like prints physical photos too. And especially with having, you know, an 18 month old, I can't imagine not having that app. Yeah. Um, what is the most important thing you've ever changed your mind about? I think that this one, it would be, so when I went, I mentioned, I went back to do my MBA and at the time I was seriously considering switch, like doing a full career switch into finance. I can't really remember what exactly, what rationale I, I had for it, but you know, I, I liked finance. I like getting into the, into the details and data. But what I realized out of that experience was marketing was my true passion. So it was kind of like at the fork in the road. And I think if I had taken switched to finance, my life would be different than it is right now. So I'm, I'm happy I switched or changed my mind and went back into marketing. Yeah. Clutch decision there. <laughs> Amazing. Well, it's been so nice to have you, Whitney. Thank you for sharing about your journey. Thank you thank for giving advice uh, to our listeners on how they should look at their next car purchase or their first car purchase. I think a, a shout out moment was the window cleaner. That was amazing. That was like, a, honestly, I could see that happening in Smartless. Something that they joke about. But yeah, it's been amazing to talk to you and getting to know you a little bit better. I know that uh, our listeners will really appreciate what you have to say. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me, Daryl. It's been really, really fun. Awesome. All right. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio, thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors, Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 